1: And welcome back to the St. Andrew's Podcast. We are so glad that you have joined us for another podcast. I'm Stephanie Greenwald, the Associate Pastor at St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church. And it is my prayer today that you are having just a wonderful day, feeling the presence of God in new ways. And I'm excited also to be in studio with two of my great friends. The first is the man. (laughs) The pastor, <laughs> the guy with the really great socks. How are you, Pastor you know, D.A.?
0: <laughs> I'm sitting here pondering a deep thought that, that yes. I wonder about, and that is what kind of shoes and socks do our listeners wear? Don't you wonder? You know, they should mm-hmm. probably tell us that uh, some of them would right. certainly be proud of their shoes and maybe a few proud of their socks. Hey, but why not? It just goes to reason if we're really having influence on people's lives.
1: Yes, right. good socks. Yes, they should because we bring it up all the time. And also we're glad to be in studio with Jeff Smith, the guy with a really great voice. How are you?
0: I'm doing well <laughs> Good doing very well How are your shoes and socks today? You know, I don't have holes on either one So <laughs> that's, that's a win
1: <laughs> That is a How win How do you get
0: your feet in your socks if you don't have holes in them? I mean... <laughs> You massage the t- I, I, don't I, don't I don't know he just talks to he, it real nice you, you remember Back to the Future 2 he had the shoes you just put them on and they laced up yeah. oh and yeah I guess oh. he just Laces. puts his foot on Definitely. a sock and it just envelops there you his go. sock right yeah. exactly but, but I also notice and and again we gotta get on video so people can see these things when, when Stephanie and I are talking we're moving around the yeah. mic we're doing our hands and, and Jeff's yes. just sitting back twisting knobs so you ask him a question he gets right up into yeah. the
1: microphone <laughs> yes he does because he knows what he's doing he knows what he's doing. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Well, friends, we are really glad that you're with us today, and this has been a fun series that we're in uh, called Walk This Way. We've been having a lot of fun here on site, but also with our online community as well, and if you haven't checked us out on Instagram or Facebook and coming soon on TikTok, we're just excited to be out on all kinds of different platforms, and we love to hear from you in any way possible, so check us out, but this Walk This Way series was really inspired by truly a love of Shoes and a love <laughs> of Jesus, and
0: people think you're kidding. But I know, the, but it really we were, was. It really was part <laughs> of the motivation for this. It really
1: was. I can still remember where we were sitting yes. when we were talking about this, and and it's fun to think about the ways that God is at work using using this and and doing great things. So, as a little recap, we started out a couple of weeks ago with uh, the original sermon of "Walk This Way," and we talked about how the the path or the way is not a path. It's a person. It's uh, having relationship with the person of Jesus Christ. As he said to Thomas, I am the way, the Mm -hmm. truth, and the life. And then uh, the second week, Pastor D.A. talked about how we walk by faith and not by sight. So literally, we we walk by believing, and that's how we walk this way, not by what we see or or even what we hear, what we can touch, what seems sometimes even to make the most sense. We actually walk by believing in Christ.
0: Right. And I mean, and and that's really it. I I believe so strongly in Jesus. I know Mm y'all believe so strongly in Jesus, but I've never seen him right now. Like the wind. Right. I have seen his moving and the effect he has on things, but physically I've never seen him. And yet I still believe.
1: Yes, absolutely. And so this past week or this past Sunday, we talked about what it means to walk in the light. So tell us a little more about that, D.A.
0: You know, uh, we. Whenever I think of light, and in the Gospel of John, that's where we find most of the "I am" sayings. You know, right. I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection of life. I am the I way, the truth, gate, and life. I am the shepherd. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and and one of them is, uh, I am the light of the world, which right. is really interesting because in the Sermon on the Mount, it says, "You are the light right. of the world," but Jesus says, "I am the light of the world," and John frequently uses this. Um, Ju- juxtaposition between light and yes. darkness. I mean, he's he's not a guy that has a lot of gray area. Right. You know, <laughs> you're right or you're left. You're black or you're white. Yeah. You're light or you're dark. Right. Um, and one of the scriptures that um, we think of from the Gospel of John is when Jesus, and, and I, I believe the context of this, um, th- this, this one may be after... The, uh, he raises Lazarus from mm-hmm. the dead. I, I don't remember exactly. Okay, but yeah. one of the things Jesus said is, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. Right, exactly. And so, again, following Jesus, walking in that way, uh, we walk in the light. And in, in the epistle of First John, that's when he says, you mm-hmm. know, uh, God is light. In him is no darkness. Yeah. And so we are to walk again in darkness that way yeah
1: and i love that too and john also focuses on this when he says you know during the day people can walk around safely because they can see but right um because they have the light of the world but at night there's danger of stumbling because they have no light and it's such a good example for us of what it means to walk with god and then to walk without god that you know you can see you can know what you're supposed to be doing things make more sense in the light but then when you walk in the dark you stumble. You have a danger of getting hurt.
0: We, we talk about that. Anything that is there in the dark is also there in the light. Yeah. It's just when we're walking in the light, you know, if there's a lower overhanging thing that you would bump your head against, yeah. you see that. So you know, yeah, right. down. Or, you know, <laughs> right. if there's, uh, if you're walking in my backyard, we have, you know, dogs, so you have to watch out for landmines uh-huh. that dogs leave behind much easier to see in the daytime than it is at <laughs> night when they are camouflaged right you know? right uh, but, but that's why i don't go in the backyard at night i'm not confessing to having you know transgressed upon their marking of territory <laughs> right I have a question for you guys uh-huh. have either one of you done cave tours oh yes i have cave tour i mean i've been to like merrimack caverns right uh-huh, uh-huh. carlsbad cavern but actually spelunking Right, oh. I have not spelunked. So <laughs> one of my one of my favorite caves. That was just kind of fun <laughs> to say. <laughs> one of my favorite caves is Marvel Cave oh. up in Branson. Okay. And recently they started doing these tours, lantern tours, mm. and they would turn off all the oh in, my and yeah. down lights yeah. that are installed there, Do you get and to you go carry, down all those stairs yep. first, oh, okay, yeah. and you carry like a little handheld like eighteen yeah. ninety lantern, <sighs>
1: yeah,
0: and you get all the way to the bottom, and they tell you. Turn off all your lanterns, yeah. and how pitch black yeah. it is. You can literally put your hand in your face, yeah, and not see it, and not see a Ooh. thing. Yeah, I, and I would Crazy. imagine people freak out when that happens. That there are some people that yeah,
1: almost like a claustrophobic feeling. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. You
0: know, I, you know, <laughs> I might have a flashlight in my pocket just <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Use your phone, you know, Get because I, that is some weird stuff. Well, you know that that's such a great mm-hmm. image because I think that's really. What we want to take out of this sermon that we we want to walk in light. We don't yeah. want to uh, walk in darkness. Or more precisely said, we we don't want to live our lives uh, where we can't see our hand in front of our face. Yeah. You know, yeah. we we want to be able to do that. And so, one of the things that we shared in the sermon is to walk in the light is to walk with God. Mm-hmm. But to walk in the darkness is to walk without mm-hmm, God. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the things that I certainly believe and, and share with people is, is so often we'll find people who, you know, they're, they're not walking with God. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of times they will say, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of blowing in the wind. I'm drifting on a sea. I don't have direction. I don't have purpose in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's one of the things I, I do believe that we receive from this relationship with Christ is yeah. that we receive direction. We receive a purpose for how we're going to live. Yeah. I'm going to give you my spirit. I'm going to fill you with my spirit. Not just so that you can overcome the sin in your life, but also yeah. so that you can witness to my power. Yeah. Yeah. But if if I don't have that
1: mm-hmm
0: what on earth am I here for?
1: Right, exactly. You know, and it's so interesting to me too, and and the thing I love about this whole light darkness uh, dichotomy thing is that you really have to look too at the human eye. And I love it when God gives us physical representations of spiritual truths, like, you know, in the physical, we can see something that represents something spiritual. And the interesting thing about the eye, I did some studies on this when I was doing some different things about light and dark. And the eye literally has basically one job. It takes in Light. Mm -hmm. Now, there's another part of your eye in the back of your brain and your optic nerve and other things that uh, translate things in your brain. But you think that your eye is seeing things. Well, your eye is not actually seeing things. It's part of your brain that sees things. The eye just takes in light and it translates that. And so, to me, when I think about that in terms of who we are as Christians, that is our job. When we walk in the light, we're designed to take it in. We're designed to take God in, Christ right. in, the Holy Spirit in, to our lives. And when we do that, we see more clearly.
0: Well, mm-hmm. and and hearing you say that, I remember you did preach a sermon where you talked about how our eyes have rods, yes, and, and cones. cones, yep, and you know mm-hmm. how it is. And I, and I remember the old encyclopedia. Oh yeah, and oh yeah. It was also in science books about how when light comes through your eye, it's like the picture's upside down. Yes. But then your brain, that part yep. in the back of your mm-hmm. head that, you know, we're pointing to and people can't see it. Right. <laughs> right. uh, it flips it up and, and gives yeah. the image right, right side, side up. up. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, you know, one of the things that I, th- I think is so important is is to walk with God, to walk in this mm-hmm. way um, that, that we are going to see things. We are going to encounter things that we would rather avoid. Yes. And and walking with God does not mean that we suddenly can see everything so clearly right. we can steer around any dangers. In right. fact, you know, both of us uh, just today driving home, mm-hmm. the, there was a, I'm I'm guessing a wreck. I didn't get that close. But I could see the emergency vehicles blocking May Uh Avenue. And there was a power pole that was leaning at a less than 90 degree angle. I'm I'm guessing. (laughs) Like
1: almost 45 degree angle. I think something
0: must have hit it. Mm -hmm. uh, And, you know, it it just was leaning there. Well, I could see that from a distance. It didn't take the obstacle away. Right. But I could see clearly to steer around it. Uh, that's a good illustration, you know, and and steer around it. I did for yes, <laughs> <what> <laughs> about have been a mile a and mile. a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and and at at the same time, just because we walk in a lot doesn't mean danger's right. not there. It just means we're better equipped to deal with it because we we can see it and yeah. we know how we can avoid it. And I I think that's one of the things you know that the holy spirit speaks in our mind yeah sometimes we have this sense and it's like I, you know i don't know if this is right or wrong but you know something inside me is saying
1: yeah this is something's
0: not right, not right about mm-hmm, this and mm-hmm. and i think we have to pay attention to that i think that it can be not always right but can be the holy spirit saying you don't need to go there yeah you don't need to yeah. to get near that and uh we you know when we walk in the light Again, we see it more clearly. It. We know how to avoid it. Uh, we have this new purpose and uh-huh. exercise well, it. Up.
1: Yeah, it's interesting to me, too, when you're bringing up the rods and the cones, because this has always been a fascinating illustration to me that that um, God designed our eyes so that I believe, and don't quote me on this because I'll probably get it wrong, but one of them, either the rod or the cones, allows us to see in the dark and one of them allows us to see in the light. And the one that allows us to see in the dark is 10 times more of those in our eye yeah. Than, than the other.
0: I was trying to remember the. Yeah. Because you something gave some like, like. A million. Yes. It's like yeah.
1: 120 million yeah. rods that you have in order to see in the dark. But the interesting thing about the way the rods and the cones work is that for you to be able to see in the dark, there has to be a little bit of light present. And so like Jeff was saying a minute ago that when they went down into the cave and turned off all the lights. It wouldn't matter how long you stayed in there because there's no light present. You still can't see. But God made it so that our eyes can see in the dark or in the light as long as there's a little bit of light present. And to me, that's so representative of God saying to us, sometimes you're going to go through darker times, but when you're still walking with me, there's going to be light present. You're still going to be able to see. It may be difficult not as great as being able to see in the bright light, but it's just an interesting thought to me when we think about walking in the light versus walking in the darkness
0: yeah and you know and that's really kind of where the sermon was ending on Sunday mm-hmm. is uh, with darkness uh, you know and and John is is not just talking about night and day or, yeah. you know, the sun shining, the moon shining. Right. He, he is really moonshining, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> we are in Oklahoma. Sorry. So I, okay. <laughs> I said that word and I, I hope somebody else was laughing before <laughs> I did. Uh, but, you know, he, he's talking about spiritual realities, yeah. that to walk with God yeah. is to walk in the light and yeah. to walk in darkness is to walk without God. And and when people are walking in darkness, the the darkest dark that there is is going to tell you there is no light. That's right. that's what that cave yeah. would say is well, you know. Right. There 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 is no mm-hmm. light, but light shines brightest in the darkness. Yes. And and I read a, a great kind of parable or story uh a book called uh What's it called? It's something Mm. about mysteries. It's over there somewhere in (laughs) the library and a water bottle is blocking it. (laughs) Uh, The Book of Mysteries. That's what it's called, The Book of Mysteries. (laughs) That mystery is now solved. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Uh, But there's a story in there that's called The Night Candle, and it's a story about a Teacher who takes a student out on a balcony, like, Uh you know, I imagine like a balcony at a a hotel or something where there's a little table and they can sit and it's full daytime. And when he takes a student out there, there's a candle Mm -hmm. lighted on Mm -hmm. the uh, table. And he asked him about the candle and he said, Well, you know, that makes me think of how God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Uh, And he goes, So whenever you see this candle, in the daytime what do you think of and he goes well it, it really makes me glad i'm part of a community that there's light all around us and, yeah. and it's easy to see things and it reminds us of how important it is to live as believers in community like uh-huh. our, our mission statement of being you know a loving caring yeah. loving community of faith yeah. that that together we we spur each other on to good works we do things mm-hmm. in fact that scripture and that we looked at you know uh we have fellowship yeah. with one another it, it, it's that yeah. idea And then he said, but um, what happens at night? Mm -hmm. And he said, well, the candle is much brighter. Mm. The candle itself has not changed. Mm -mm. I mean, it's still just giving off its light. But it's easier to see the light of the candle when you're in the darkness. And so when, when we talk about you know, you have to have just that little bit of light that is present. I really think that is what God does. Yes. That, you know, unfortunately, some people just choose to walk in darkness. Yeah. I I wish that weren't the case, Mm -hmm. but we know some people uh, reject God or some people get disillusioned with God. You know, I was thinking about this in eating lunch today that, you know, for years, a number of years that I have done church camp for student ministries and you're doing all that you can to help. Students, you know, either come into a relationship with Christ or really gain strength and, yeah. and understanding for their relationship with Christ. And it's not unusual. And, and you know, I I did Day Spring for twenty five years, yeah. but I haven't done it in ten. Yeah. So, but I can look back, and there are students I knew. There are adults I knew that were so passionate about their faith, mm-hmm. but now they don't go to church. Yeah. You know, they they don't really walk with the Lord. They're, you know, they they have, yeah. Whether by a conscious decision or unconscious decision mm-hmm. have chosen to walk in darkness. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's just heartbreaking to think of on our part. Yes. On God's part... It's never so dark that God's light is not present.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Amen to that. So true. You know, it's interesting as you bring that up, because I've been having conversations with people lately, and and the the same kind of topic sort of keeps coming up that we're finding that a lot of people are turning away from the way. And it's very sad when you think about what's happening in our world, when you think about what's happening as a response to COVID and people's lives changing and people just becoming different than they were before. And it's sad when I think about the, I think the scripture passage from Isaiah, uh, those who have been walking in darkness have seen a great light. Yeah,
0: the people walking in darkness have seen a great light.
1: And, And it's interesting when you think about, we started out in darkness and then when God's light comes in and it changes everything, I mean, it changes the way we see everything, but then he still gives us a choice about whether or not we continue to walk in that light or not. And, and it saddens me. I'm sure our listeners know of people, they can probably picture people's faces of people they know that are turning away from the light. And, and it just breaks my heart.
0: It, it, it breaks my heart too. And I think that's part of why the Holy Spirit inspired John to write this, because mm-hmm. this was the situation yeah. in that first century church that... You know, the farther people got away from the resurrection, the more people start to kind of question mm-hmm. what What do I believe, and what was that about? And sometimes we lose the the spark of mm-hmm. the fire of the Holy Spirit in us. Yeah. And as a result, and you know, when John's writing this, he's addressing a struggle. And again, there's no black and white no, with him, right? You're, right. You know, it, I mean, there's no gray. No gray. It's yeah. Black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that one of the things that he's telling people is. You know, if you don't think you're walking in darkness, yeah. you're kidding yourself. Uh-huh. And right. and we understand this struggle as people of faith that even though we see the light of the world and even mm-hmm. though we reflect the light of Christ in this world, we still struggle with darkness. Yes, I mean just because you walk in the light does not mean the darkness goes away. Right. And as a result, when people get disillusioned or when people get angry, or you mm-hmm. know, they're they're just you know. And, and sometimes not tending to those things which help us to have fellowship with one yeah. another the result is they will try to walk in light and darkness at the same time <laughs> right and you cannot do that no. you know uh I, that one of the images that i was thinking of in my uh, mind is when we went on vacation this last summer mm-hmm. we took a hike that's one of the things we love to do is hike through yeah. the mountains. and. It was kind of warm that day, mm-hmm. uh, and so whenever you would see shade, it would be like, oh. Oh, shade. <laughs> you know, let, let's just cool off. And yes. there were some places where the path was partly shaded and partly sunny, uh-huh. and it's like you you're, you're, you can't be hot on one side and cold on the other. Right, right. Know, you, uh, right. That you cannot walk. And darkness and light at the same time. Yeah,
1: and don't you think too that you know if I can think of practical examples of people doing this, it's 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 what our culture right now says is okay. Our culture says it's okay to have darkness and light at the same time. It's okay to sin and then come to church and act like it never happened at the same time and I just I think it's a real problem in our culture right now that that has been normalized and so as Christians to be able to stand up and say no there really is an absolute truth in this truth is not relative it is absolute and God is truth so we don't get to dictate what is and what is not and that's not a very popular sentiment right now
0: no it's really not and you know we would expect that outside the church right it's when it's in the church. Yes. And, and and once again, I, I think it's the wrong understanding of what the church is. If we think that everybody here has got it all together, right. You know, <laughs> and, and when, when we're, uh, you know, doing our live streaming and, and worship is one yeah. thing, you know, I want people to know you're, you're not looking at a group of perfect people. Mm-mm. What we are, are a group of people that are taking this walk together right. saying, <laughs> you know, when, when darkness is pulling me away, I need you to pull me back in. Right. Um, and, and I think that's part of, holding each other accountable, not in a way that's mean-spirited, Mm-mm. but in a way that helps people walk in the light and stay connected to Christ. Yeah,
1: absolutely. That's so true.
0: So uh, our encouragement is walk in the light. Mm-hmm. If you have walked in the light and you've turned your back on God, either consciously mm-hmm. or unconsciously, the good news is he's not rejected us. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. continues to... Uh, call us back mm-hmm. to the light, um, or if you've never really understood what it means to follow after Christ,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we, we just believe so strongly that giving our lives to him, walking in that way, mm-hmm. not a path, but walking in relationship with a person that you cannot see but mm-hmm. you can still believe is going to give your life purpose, yes. meaning, Direction yeah. different than what you have now, mm-hmm. partly because you're no longer just living for yourself, you're living for someone else. Right. Uh, so, do you have any closing well, thoughts? You
1: know, again, i just thinking about light and dark as I think about the scripture in its entirety, so from Genesis to Revelation. Truly, this theme of light and dark we find in so many places. But as I think from the beginning to the very end, I think about God creating the heavens and the earth and the sun and the moon. And it, and it says that He created the sun to rule over the day and the moon to rule over the night. Again, an example for us that He doesn't ever leave us in the dark. That the sun shines brighter in the day, oh, yes, wow. than the yeah, moon that's does at night, word. right? That's and, a good word. and so the moon gives us light in, even in the darkness. But then, you know, we think about. What John says, which if you're thinking about the uh, contextualization of the scripture, you know, it's somewhere in the middle. The Gospel of John <laughs> is yeah. somewhere in the middle. And uh, so he's talking about Jesus as the light of the world, and he's he's come in to light up our darkness. But then you think about Revelation. So you get all the way to the end. And it says that in the New Jerusalem, when God has wiped away sin, and he's wiped away all the evil that there is, He he brings us back to a place that is like Eden, where now... It says we don't need a sun or a moon because God is the one who illuminates us. God is the light. So there is no sun. There is is no no moon, moon. There is no darkness anymore because God is our light. And it's like... Oh, I love that. Yeah. Don't you just love that? Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Well, friends, we're so glad that y'all would uh, tune into this podcast today. I do want to remind some of you uh, we teased it up that we were making a big announcement this last Sunday. Yes. And if you missed the live stream or hadn't had a chance to go back and miss the announcement, now you're going, oh, I wonder what it was. Fear not. We're going to take. Why don't you tell them? You, oh. This is so you. Well, so I feel you. so privileged. <laughs>
1: Well, I am so excited to tell you what the big announcement is because we are learning what it means to walk this way. We have decided that as a family of faith, it is our job and our responsibility to help others to walk as well. And so not only are we going to help people to learn how to walk in the way of Jesus Christ, but we are going to give people shoes so that they will not have to uh, struggle with being in need of shoes. So if you would like to donate a pair of shoes, would you just bring it by the church and you can drop it off anytime during the week. We would love to have them. We're asking people to bring a new pair or a gently used pair preferably one in your size because then we'll get a good mixture. If everybody brings one in their size, we should get a pretty good representation of shoe sizes. I
0: think somebody has a pair of shoes, has your size feet and they need a pair of shoes in your size. That's right. And and if you're wondering, well, tennis shoes, dress shoes, what, you know, it's whatever God lays on your heart. Some people need, uh, Boots to keep their feet warm. You know, we're coming up toward winter. Some people need athletic shoes. Maybe it's a teenage kid and mom and dad can't afford them. Mm -hmm. Some people might need dress shoes because they have a job interview and they just really don't have the shoes. And so good shoes and good news. We're also going to be talking about uh, if you bring a pair of shoes, we'll have a slip of paper for you to write a note you don't have to put your name or the church's name but just say you know here's a blessing that we want to give to you and so uh, we're collecting those shoes on november 7th and november 14th but you know if you know you're going to be like traveling somewhere exotic you can bring them by time. we're not (laughs) going to turn them away as always we hope that you're able to be with us in worship 815 service is our traditional service, and then we have our 930 and 1050 services. Children's Church is actually a part of the uh, 1050 service. Our 830 and 1050 are both on live stream, so whether you join us on site or join us online, we're really glad that we can worship together. And of course, if you're one of those people that has to work all night and you go to sleep as soon as you get home, you can watch it on demand because those things are always on Facebook Live or our YouTube channel. Friends, we're so glad that you joined us for today's podcast. We pray God's richest blessings on you as you walk in the light. Hey, friends, D.A. Bennett, St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church. I want you to know that we are discovering some real blessing and benefit of digital discipleship. But we also want to talk to you about subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, it's under the church's name, and you'll get some different uh, video devotions each day. So if you're looking for another venue, maybe I'll work for you. God bless